You're listening to the Girls in Work podcast, the show that brings you interviews and advice for career women everywhere. This is Girls in Work. Find us at girlsinwork.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Girls in Work podcast. This week, Soph and I thought we'd mix things up a bit and you've got the both of us here to introduce you to this week's episode. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> So there are two reasons why there are two of us in this intro. It was Em's turn to do the intro, but Em needs some emotional support this weekend and it's only Saturday. <laughs> and second of all, I have nothing else better to do, so I thought I'd just jump on and do the intro with her. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, I'm just going to keep mine rolling, though, so just keep it rolling and then just... Oh, how many weeks are we into lockdown now? Wait, say that again. Oh, what's the word? Oh, f- What's the word I was looking for? Come on, Soph, you've got this. This is the longest intro ever. <laughs> It's like, it's something, it's like that kind of word. What is it? Oh, f***. It's, um... I'm still rolling, by the way. I'm not going to stop now, otherwise you'll tell me off. <laughs> okay, just to clarify here, I'm actually moving house this weekend. <laughs> so uh, it's very stressful, I think, moving during lockdown, as well as just moving in itself is, yeah, not something I want to do. No, it's really interesting, though, because I moved during the first lockdown, so I moved house due in last March. So we've now both experienced having to move during lockdown. I feel like it is definitely more stressful moving during lockdown than any other time. Yeah, it's just never-ending, so yeah, had quite the day. And here we are recording the intro for this week. <laughs> so we're pretty much at the end of January now and the start of February, and in the UK, we're still in lockdown. So we hope that every Everybody out there is doing okay and as always please feel free to reach out to us if you ever want a chat you do realize we're gonna finish season two by the time we come out of lockdown <laughs> we might even be well into season three <laughs> who knows <laughs> well if there's one thing you can rely on it's me and Soph bringing you absolutely award-winning brilliant content every week <laughs> from our podcast (laughs) this is all the shit you normally don't hear i think we just need to move on don't we i think that's probably the best idea at this point so this week we are talking to the lovely joanne and we are talking all about self-promotion and why self-promotion is important and how we need self-promotion because we need to control our own narrative and women naturally shy away from self-promotion but it's arguably one of the most important skills that you can master and so we talked to joanne about what self-promotion really is how to self-promote effectively and why it's absolutely essential for your career progression. So this was a lovely episode to record. We really enjoyed chatting to Joanne and we hope you enjoy. Okay, so to start with Joanne, please could you give us an overview of your career so far and tell us a little bit about what you do now? Yeah, certainly. So I think when I was a teenager, I was quite clear on what I wanted to do. I wanted to count money, funnily enough. I wanted to work in a bank. <laughs> Sounds strange, but I do not know why. I also thought it was a good idea Aww. to work in, a, work in a bank. So it was a bit a bit bizarre, really, but anyway. But as I sort of went through sixth form I kind of came across accountancy and I thought oh that sounds good can make a decent salary decent living they sell it to you don't they yeah like (laughs) they do they do I like the idea of being in the city so that's what I did I went off got my degree in accounting and finance Mm. and then my first job I started in a building society but then I sort of said oh I want to be an accountant can I is there a trainee accounting post so so that's where I kind of started and I started on all my professional exams 
took a couple of attempts at some of them, especially the tax one, because it was a challenging. Oh, it's a killer. Forget everything. Don't know what it is, but there's so many different parts to it. it just... The worst bit is the tax rules change every year. Yeah. So it's like you think you've cracked it one year and then the next year <laughs> you don't know anything about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's not great, is it? So once I kind of qualified as accountant, went off, had my first child, went back and then sort of supervised the team. I had a, a boss and I went off had my second child and then when I came back they sort of said oh well no he's gone there's a vacancy do you want it to manage the whole team and it was kind of didn't really think about it I just went yeah I'll do it do I get pay rise great so I did that for quite a while but again things moved on they decided that they wanted to have a real presence in London I don't want to bring my kids up in London even though Bright Lights Big City and everything like that was something that I'd wanted to do that that was just not where I wanted to be it was really difficult to kind of make that massive leap so I decided to opt for the redundancy they did offer for me a tax job do you want to go into tax and I was like no <laughs> no, no no thank you thank you thank you so much that is the really best appreciate the offer, but no. so I had a few connections in a big insurance firm threw my CV in went for an interview and got offered the job there I went straight from being made redundant and being on maternity leave to kind of going straight into a different job got to this new job first three months I thought what the hell am I doing it wasn't because of the work it was because of the people there was so much distrust I'd come from a place of everybody were pulled as a team people supported each other and but got to this and everybody was kind of nobody trusted each other everybody was kind of checking up on each other all the senior managers and I was like what is going on and then I used to get a phone call from the senior manager he's so and so doing his work what the, the atmosphere was not good it wasn't supportive one it wasn't collaborative and I thought you know what I'm gonna leave but in the end I didn't have to because there was a restructure and all the senior managers got moved so I kind of thought oh, I'll give this much more of a go I stayed in that new department for about seven years doing pretty much every job in there I was supposed to work part-time four days but I spent more times on the phone on a Friday on a weekend because the systems had failed but I wasn't kind of getting fulfillment out of what I was doing there so I, I decided to get a mentor my kids were growing up I had more time to think about where I was in my career what was next might be getting older but I'm not ready to give up so I got myself a mentor and she was quite senior in the organisation very senior now and she said well I'd, I'd had sort of some health challenges as well I'd had um, a blood clot on the lung that had knocked me a lot it knocked my confidence it knocked everything I was you know I, I did stress quite a lot about would I be that ill again because you know I spent eight or nine days in hospital it was kind of quite a serious time in my life but it made me think it was making me think about being healthier not working all the hours God sends you know working part-time and not not wanting to go into the the time I had off and this mentor sort of suggested why don't you get involved in what are you interested in and I kind of said equality and I've got two daughters I want to bring them into the world and and I want them to have the same opportunities everybody should have but I work in I've worked in very male-dominated environments and men seem to get on faster than than women men seem to have the more senior roles what is it? I hadn't quite figured that out. So she said, well, I'm involved in this women's network. Do you fancy coming along and helping out? So I did, and it, and it was great. Like-minded women, everybody supporting each other. We were doing development sessions for them. And then as I did more of that, and I got more and more involved, one thing that I'd said to myself once was, wow, I could do this all day, every day. I could do this supporting people. I could do this developing people. But I kind of never much thought of it. And I, and I kind of went to London, spent a lot of time in London working. And then I decided that, 
it's about I wanted to stay there I wanted to keep doing more of project stuff and then I decided that I wasn't quite sure whether that was still the right thing for me but I thought no no I'm going to stick with this but again organisations change people move on and um, they suddenly decided they wanted to pull the project and put what we'd been doing into BAU into business as usual my director decided he'd go and offer doing a different role don't you want do you want to build the new team and I was like okay sounds good it's transformational what I wasn't anticipating was the, the kind of backlash that I got for bringing a new tool and plus I also had a team in Poland and that was a challenge as well because culture and the way people spoke to each other and the interactions were very different but I was I was enjoying it and I was still loving the women's network stuff we were still doing all that kind of stuff so I was getting involved in all sorts of things and development sides and then I got a new director and this new director had obviously got thoughts and ideas about how the team would go forward and that was definitely not having me in charge of that team so he'd been in the organization six weeks and yeah kind of got told I had to apply for my job if I wanted to and before I knew it I was kind of put into a redundancy situation which was quite interesting and then what was even more interesting was that the roles I had created and trained other people on I applied for those as well and I wasn't even able to have any of those so not only could I have the job that managing the team which I'd been doing and built the team I couldn't even have any of the jobs that I'd actually trained other people to do and developed so it was very interesting times what was the reasoning for that the reasons that he gave that was capability which was kind of interesting in the fact that we'd had some really really good deliveries we'd made some massive changes and we'd come in on time in fact we'd come in early on one of the projects and he he sort of said it was capability around stakeholder management which was interesting because he'd actually posted something on our joint team thing about what a brilliant job I'd done on some stakeholder management a couple of weeks earlier so it was all very interesting I'm not one to rock the boat but at this point I was like do you know what I'm going to stand up for myself here and I'm going to go to appeal I had loads of evidence about capabilities I got excellent performance ratings the two years before I'd just won an award for leadership there was so much that was didn't make any sense and all my previous bosses were like what is going on here but you know you're in a big organisation there's a big HR wheel and by that time I'd come across coaching so I'd done a bit of a leadership course and there was more intense coaching within that and I thought you know this is really powerful this is really interesting and I wanted to go into knowing more about it and they were setting up basically they were going to start training people as coaches and I thought that's quite interesting I wouldn't mind doing that but what I'd done is decided that I just needed to keep paying my bills so I'd taken a a role that I knew it was taking me back a few years you know in terms of what I'd done previously so I I had to come up with another plan so I thought what do I do what do I do so I loved the coaching so much and I'd seen I'd benefited from it because I got myself a coach and then I decided right how do I pursue this so I started investigating myself and I spoke to a friend and she had somebody who from an external organization somebody who was trained to be a coach and she told me about them and I went along to their day and thought yeah this is I really want to do this this is something I'm really kind of keen to progress so uh, that's what I did I ended up getting trained and qualified as a coach whilst I was doing a job that you know it was it was a means to an end to some extent because I had this other plan and I was getting to the stage where I just thought you know what I'm so been there 17 years just thought if you can do that to me and I might sound a little bit cynical and bitter but kind of come to terms with it but I just thought this is just not the place I want to be anymore it didn't align to my values didn't align to the the type of work I wanted to do anymore so this year I, I left I left a, a good salary I kind of thought no do you know what I found a purpose here I found something that's 
a lot more fulfilling than doing you know what I was doing and whilst before I was transforming systems and processes now I've really got an opportunity to transform help people transform their own lives and that to me just said so much more so I can imagine when something like that happens I can imagine it very much feels like a a betrayal particularly like you say if you've worked for them for 17 years and you were saying like we were doing things on your day off when you weren't meant to you've invested so much into that company for them or I know it wasn't it was just one person but for that business to turn around and kind of say those things and do that I can imagine it really did feel like a bit of a betrayal and and also mm. what you said about finding something that's fulfilling that's so important isn't it like yeah. when you're when it's your job and your work it has, you have to have something that fulfills you and gives you a bit of that purpose and that satisfaction that you're doing something with your day that actually really matters and you're actually contributing to something or someone um what would you say then out of all of that what would you say has been the highlight of your career so far I think there's, there's probably a couple of things that stand out. One was the Leadership Award. So I won um, a Global Finance Leadership Award. And it wasn't the fact that I'd won the award. I won that in 2018. There were people more senior than me that had been nominated. But what, what was important about that was that you know, because people had nominated me, and a, a number of people had nominated me, was that I'd positively impacted multiple people, enough for them to want to kind of recognise me in, in the way that they did, to put my name forward and to say, Joanne, you've really helped me. And I'm I'm really appreciative of this and I want everybody to know that that's what you've done and that was just it was just a great feeling to think that the people had done that that I'd, I'd made that such an impact on people's lives and a similar thing in terms of through the networking side we had um, the opportunity to work with schools outside of the organization and yeah so we, we we did a few times where we got teenage girls in and we did like a mentoring half day with them just to see the difference in the girls from when they came into the office sort of slightly overwhelmed and and, and sat there going oh god this is really scary you know this is work and you know and all the rest of it to going out the door and they're chattering away and thinking of all the possibilities and the potential roles that they could do and we we had this one example where we, we got one of the ladies to talk about roles in IT and she talked through them and she was going so you could be somebody who collects all the requirements and you could then do project management and she was talking about all the different roles and before we started we asked if anybody thought about role in IT and they were like no no why would I I don't think I've got the skills to do that and then by the time she explained all the roles and gave an example of all the different things that people did there was probably about half of them put their hand up at the end and said they were now think about you know going into it into technology and so it, it's kind of those things those moments that have really stuck out for me in in my career so i guess kind of going the opposite way now what would you say has been one of the more challenging parts and how did you overcome this oh, challenges oh, just, <laughs> i was just like <laughs> I think people themselves are can be quite challenging kind of when you get the attitude of so why do I have to do that because the regulator says so you know and it's kind of uh, <laughs> it's like a parent yeah it's I don't make the rules we just implement them so please get on board and it's like I'm not doing that. And you're going, you're a middle-aged man, just get on with it. You know, why do you, you know, it's kind of, you know, I used to, so there were, the, there were, I shouldn't say that really, but it's just challenges like that. that so it is, it is the people challenges, you know, and it's like they're, they're yeah. kind of keeping their own little patch going in a way that they can control and they want to know because their bonus at the end of the day depends on it. And I, I do sound quite cynical here, but, you know, you do get people 
focusing on their bonus. It's about whatever you're doing has to be compatible about them getting to the point where they're going to get a great bonus at the end of it. And it, that sort of drives really negative behaviours. So the way you overcome certain things is you have to kind of demonstrate its worth. Whatever you're doing, you have to demonstrate its worth. And that can be by actual physically showing them, having a pilot so you've got an example where you can say what the benefits were. Get experts in to answer the questions because you can always guarantee that somebody in the room won't believe a word you've just said. Even though you might have relayed it off from the experts, they still want to hear from the experts. You know, and then you might have to pilot the whole solution and you have to write 7,000 PowerPoint slides all in different ways to suit different people's demands. So, you know what, this is really funny. I'm literally sat here like writing notes really quickly because I'm experiencing this exact thing at work right now. So this is like an actual like... <laughs> Yeah, you have to get people to to believe that they've made the decision about it, and it's not necessarily their idea, but they're ultimately making the decision about it. So you've kind of got to you've got to find what problem is it going to solve for them as well. But you have to be patient. People don't like change. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point because I've experienced that as well, where you almost have to if you're trying to get someone around to your idea, you almost have to plant the seed for them to go away, come back, and think it's been their idea the whole time and that's how you get people invested in it. you yeah. have to kind of totally let go of like it being your idea and all that kind of thing you just have to make them like you know it's your idea but you've just got to convince them that it's been theirs the whole time yeah you know and then once you get your team one that is the other way as well is going in and, and sort of talking to people in the team and getting them buoyed up about an idea because the person who's making the decision will look to their team to see if anybody's bought into it and if they're not it, it, you're kind of non-starter you almost have to create ambassadors within your own team don't you for, for the idea create a need for it as well so whilst there's specific challenges generally that that influencing and, and getting people to come around to doing things slightly differently that's always been a challenge and deadlines that always a challenge gosh yeah I think it's quite funny like Emma and I have only over the last few years started managing people and I think we've both experienced the fact that like people management is like bullet. you don't realise how much time it takes up you think like you become a manager and you get a team you're like oh yeah I can still do my job it's like managing people takes up about 75% yeah. of your time and then you, you, you're sitting there going okay when can I actually do any work because you're just like yeah. whether yeah. it's on calls or people are coming to you with problems that you're trying to solve with them you don't really realise mm-hmm. until you get put in that situation how much time it, it takes and, ev- and everybody's different everybody's different and everybody's yeah. unique and everybody wants something slightly different from you yeah. as a, a leader I mean generally they want the same things generally but there's something about their individual needs that you really have to take into account as well so it's yeah trying to be all things to all people is, is very challenging and generally in organisations they don't leave enough time for that they don't so it, it kind of the people management was always the kind of last thing that a lot of my managers I experienced not not the female ones because I think they kind of understood the better managers I had were always female but certainly the male ones they want to get on with stuff they want to get the results they want to kind of they don't want to have to have a conversation about whatever it is they have to have a conversation about so yeah it's quite challenging okay, so Joanne last week you very kindly invited me to a workshop of yours that was all about self-promotion and we were chatting last time about how uh, well women just aren't very good at it naturally so the first question on this topic is why is self-promotion important so if I can ask a question to you two, oh, but, uh, you know... How... I feel like I'm in debt so when how... we had to do the first push to control. <laughs> Where the <laughs> ones are? Who always asks the questions? I don't like being asked. Go ask them back. Well, it's, it's, it's an easy one. I was just wondering, how do you feel... Okay. 
when you've been out say you've been out on a night out with a group of you and then you get a text the following morning and somebody says text you and goes oh I heard you were throwing up in a bucket all night because you'd had so many <laughs> sorry is that a really bad example but do you know what I mean at least, oh you were dancing in the middle on the tables in the middle of the nightclub and did this and you did that how how do you feel when that happens if it's not quite the story that you remember I mean I'd be absolutely mortified if that was me <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely wouldn't be feeling good. <laughs> Start getting a bit anxious, don't you? And try and piece it all together and analyse uh, your behaviour, I guess. Is that, is that the right answer? <laughs> Yeah. The fact that you said I don't, I don't really like it because I mean, what else are they saying? Was that exactly what happened? I don't remember it being that way. So the part of self promotion is the benefits of it is you are in control of what people know about you, and therefore you control what they perceive about you. When you talk about things in your own way, you're using your own language. Somebody else might use different language and their language to explain something. So if you've got a certain perception, if you, you know, if if I said to you, how do you want people to talk about? you what do you want them to say about you and you could list a, a lot of things if you leave that your story to be told by somebody else without your input or with just some of your input how do you know what they're going to do it right how do you know that they're going to tell the right things the most important things the key things about you and i'll tell you where this comes really really um, important is so you again working in the corporate world very grateful and very beneficial because we had bonuses but you get a lot of managers in a room that have got a budget can only give out so much and you've got to champion your team as a manager you can't tell the right story because your staff haven't told you the right story because you can't always if you've got a big team you don't know everything that's going on and the more senior it goes up the chain the less likely they are to have a direct view of what you've been doing that story that's told about what you do and your contribution you need people to know what that is and you need people to recognize it and the other benefit is your story could be inspirational for somebody else your story could be the the making of somebody else to then then making them decide that they're going to go and do something different or they're going to change what they do or how great is it to inspire people to kind of take action for something that they really want to do but have been too afraid to do they suddenly gain confidence because they've heard you tell them how you did it and and it might inspire them or it might just give them a a path to follow and the know-how because a lot of the time it's like what do you do when you don't know what to do a lot of people kind of sit back and say oh i'm not gonna kind of i just don't know i'm just not gonna go there i'm not gonna i'm just gonna give up but you know if you can hear other people doing it if you can hear other stories of how people overcome things or even just some practical advice on how to set up your social media for example it gives you that spur and that energy to kind of take action and do something so i think there are some of the real key benefits for self-promotion and when we talk about self-promotion it's about talking about your achievements it's not going in there saying everybody look at me look at me look at me it's, it's talking about your achievements in a really factual and practical way yeah i love the idea about it's like you're controlling your own narrative aren't you in terms of like that perfect example you gave when you asked us it's like you're controlling how people perceive you and no one else is going to be as big of a cheerleader for yourself as you are because everybody else has their own motivations and, and things because your boss is going to be championing for their own bonus as well as yours so actually they're probably thinking more about theirs sometimes than they are <laughs> yours um so yeah why do you think we're naturally not as good at it because i've been in that situation i've worked in a job where i've seen the boys do it and i've been sat there and gone oh no i don't I 
I don't really want to do it, but why do you think women aren't? I think there's something around social norms, isn't it? Even though we've moved huge strides forward in, in terms of equality and everything, there's still things around, you know, women are humble, women are modest, women are... It's it's not good for you to kind of blow your own trumpet, as it were. It's not... It's not. It's just not the done thing. So I think there's something around culturally, and it in, endemic in people's minds and, you know, the way you've been brought up. I think now, grateful that my girls are growing up in a time where there's much more freedom of thought and more acceptance of differences and, and, and things like that and actually being able to stand up for yourself and, and say something so I do think you know and if you're so so for my generation if you're not kind of not if you've been brought up in that way and if, if you're not aware of it and you're not aware of the impact of, of not promoting yourself then you're just going to pass that on down the line and it, and it keeps perpetuating itself so it, it's trying to break that cycle and, and I think sometimes there's a lot of envy and jealousy that goes on as well and especially about women supporting women and women don't like other women who talk about themselves again that's because of we've been indoctrinated to somehow believe that that's not what you do you don't talk about yourselves you don't champion you yourself you don't and a lot of it i think comes down to there are women out there going i want to do that i want to break out of whatever it is i'm doing now i wish i'd gone to university i wish i'd done this but i've had my kids and I'm, and I'm kind of i'm stuck but actually they can do that they can do it and they can if they believe it they can do it they don't have to kind of bring other women down you know support them ask for help and, and see where it takes you yeah what do you think agree. what do I think oh goodness um, <laughs> I think <laughs> um, yeah, I've got two thoughts on this actually I can answer this one I think there's like you say the perception of women who are confident I think when a man self promotes they're seen as confident and they know their shit and they know how the, how to do their job I think sometimes when a woman does it they're seen as being mm-hmm. a bit up themselves and like you say it's that societal view of women should be humble and also I think it comes from yeah. and I mean I can only speak for myself but when I was through school I was taught if you keep quiet get your head down do your work you'll be rewarded with the good grades you don't have to do anything else and you're not taught that actually as soon as you leave education and school as soon as you get into the big wide world and the workplace that's not how it works <laughs> you can get your head down and do the work but you might not get noticed you're not going to get noticed for it you're not going to be given like an, an, an A or like your, your grade or whatever you have to shout you have like you say you have to tell your manager about it they might not know what you're doing day to day if they're not if you don't work as closely with them so yeah I think there's work that's to be a done. really good point i've never thought of it like that but it's a really good point you know <laughs> you take a test you take your driving test you either pass or you fail don't you you know so so as you're growing um, up as yeah. a, a you know when you're getting up into teenage years and things like that you kind of know what your performance is because you've always got a result to to show where it is when you get into the world of work it's very different because performance unless you're in a very target driven number of calls answered and things like that it's it's much more vague much more woolly and especially in the professions like accountancy mm-hmm. law and all that kind yeah. of things. and you're relying on somebody your manager who whoever's assessing you to have the same values as you to have the same beliefs and filters as you and that is just not going to happen it's it's almost like i feel like in school it's a bit like innocent until proven guilty and then in the workplace it's the other way around like they don't know what you're doing until you tell them exactly it's, yeah, it's funny you just said something we were, i was on uh, we were in france kept saying if somebody else hasn't seen it it didn't happen you know it's yeah. almost like you had to have somebody yeah. to witness it yeah it's like instagram isn't it when they say did it even happen mm-hmm. unless you put it on Instagram you kind of have to do that with work (laughs) it didn't happen unless you shout about it (laughs) okay so I think we've probably covered a bit of this already but what would be your top tips for women when it comes to self-promotion in the workplace there's kind of three key things I think is worth bearing in mind is write stuff down 
when it happens record it write down what you did why you did it what was the importance of it how you did it that's really important is how you did it what was your involvement in that the where and the when because if you've got it recorded and you've written it down you can then summarize it and be able to talk about it more effectively and you need to capture the result and the benefits of what you did because when you come into write say if you do want to change your job or you're going for an interview you want to have examples there and people want to know why you did things and what so so what somebody can say oh i, I built this and blah 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 mm-hmm. so what so ask yourself so what 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 does it mean what's the importance of it don't leave it to the end of the year like i used to do make sure you're recording stuff because then the next thing what you want to do is practice practice talking about what you've done you can start off small you can talk to your friend about it you can stand at the coffee machine and talk to somebody else although it's much harder now you kind of need to i would check in with your managers telling them what you're doing to just talk about it or write it send emails to people even if you think it might benefit somebody else and you're not sure send an email saying oh we, we've done this in our department i just wondered if you'd be interested i can tell you more about it volunteer up your, your time so just practice keep practicing practicing and just stick to the facts and then the third thing is build advocates you need people to sponsor you in organizations and be intentional about who you tell about some of this stuff because from my experiences you know managers move on senior managers fall out of favor with whoever's at the top or whoever's at the top you know falls out of favor and you know things are moving all the time so you need a network of people who whether that's mentors or other managers is be sort of kind of quite intentional about who you you talk to and and who you tell about this just so that if you wanted to make a move or if you wanted to have some backup people who are going into your those sessions when they're talking about people's performance make sure you've you've got a few people who know what you've done and you've added benefit to them it's so important it's a pain in the ass it's you know and it's not natural to some people to do that but the more you can do that the, i think the better for you it, it becomes yeah i think that's important as well and it's not like you don't have to create like this whole singing or dancing powerpoint presentation like look how great i am like a musical stage but it, it can be it's like if you i know like you said we're not really in the office anymore but it's like when you used to do the tea round at work it's like you ask someone what how they take the tea and it's like that's a perfect time to start a conversation with somebody and be like what are you working on oh did you know like we did something like this through the week this might be helpful yeah no it's, it's definitely something I struggle with but I've been trying to do more of like subtle things that every now and then so every now and then I'll just send like an email out just saying oh this is what the team have done and just gradually do it as opposed to just do like a big thing like at the end of the month it's just like little nudges to be like oh we're here doing this I think that's just my way of doing it because I really struggle and and I'm doing this I know I'm terrible at it though <laughs> I need to get better at self-promotion <laughs> yeah we're, we're great so women talk about the team they talk about the contribution that how we've all pulled together but somebody you've all taken a role so mm. what was your role in that yeah. i think in interviews now they do like you to talk about team because they want collaboration and everything but you still have to be able to explain what your part was in that so it's really important to to use the eye as yeah. well and just what you're saying about making notes throughout the year when i was a job i had the first job i had we it was it was audit so we had every week or every two weeks you were kind of working on a different job with a different client and at the end if an i think it was if an audit was five days or more you basically had to do like a self-assessment at the end of each job I absolutely hated it I thought it was the worst thing in the world now when I look back it was actually really helpful because actually when you came to your annual review you had like so much of this stuff documented of you genuinely had to sit there and be like okay well I did this I did this this is what I think I could improve on six months ago and then you have evidence like six months later oh I've done that now it's actually I can sit here and say like you say do you want to stick to the facts and be like no I can actually prove to you now that I've actually done this so as horrible as it felt at the time I actually think it's a great kind of way of doing it okay do you have any advice for your younger self 
I think reflect more, check in with myself and who I am and, and where I want to go. Because I think the best jobs I've had are the ones I've chosen myself. So, you know, we talked earlier a little bit about, oh, I've got this opportunity and somebody said, do you want to do this? And I said, yes, of course, I'll do it. Not really thinking about, <laughs> just step back when the opportunities present themselves. Step back and think, is this the road I want to take? Is this the path I want to go on? Is this the journey that I was expecting to have? And if it's not, don't do it. And don't worry that you're missing out we've got this huge fear of missing out the other thing is probably be prepared to change jobs more often if it's not what you want it's not a failure sometimes i have thought if i leave i give up it's it's me giving up well it's not me giving up it's me being true to myself there's a difference failure you know is first attempt in learning you've learned something and you what you've learned is that it doesn't suit you it, it isn't bringing the best out in you i mean two of those things we've kind of we talk about a lot and actually one of our previous guests beth was talking about how she feels sometimes she feels she's been a bit of a job hopper in that she's moved jobs quite often and we were talking about actually it can be a good thing because you get so much more experiences and like you said I think that's why it's important to know kind of where you want to go and each time an opportunity or a job comes up just sit there and take a minute and think is this actually gonna is this gonna take me further towards like my end goal in terms of what I want but then on the other hand you don't know unless you try it you might think see a job and think yeah that looks mm-hmm. great and you might get there and think oh my god this was horrendous okay so this is the final question now and one that we always like to finish our interviews with so if you could do any job in the world what would it be i think what i'm doing right now i know that might sound a little bit right i think i've found my place i think i found what i'm here to do you know i love giving people hope i think that's my favorite answer to this question that we've had (laughs) i think i need i think i need a new job like i'm not sure i give people hope on a daily basis (laughs) probably drain it out of them when i'm not chasing them for emails Okay, so one thing I always like to do at the end of our interviews is just do a quick summary. Although I say quick. <laughs> Got a lot of notes here. But just to kind of reflect on some of the key things we've spoken about, I guess just raising awareness of the importance of self-promotion overall and reminding yourself that you are in control of what people see about you. So, you know, ask yourself questions such as, you know, how do you want people to talk about you? And I guess remembering that it's it's not up to other people to promote you and they won't always get it right. So you have to be in control of that. And then I also like how you spoke about how your story can actually inspire others um, and give them the knowledge and a path to follow and encourage them to take action I think that's really important when recognizing self-promotion and then just talking a bit about kind of tips in the workplace so writing stuff down as you go along not at the end of the year and thinking about why and how you did that what was your involvement in that and obviously one thing you said to me is instead of just talking about we as a team always include I within that as well capture the results and the benefits second tip is to talk to people about what you've done send emails and just keep practicing that and you will get more confident with doing that as you go along and third tip is to build advocates so you need to be intentional with who you talk about and kind of focus on building that network and then next point is just to put the time in to reflect more and regularly so thinking about who I am where do I want to go and bringing it back to values and purpose and are you feeling fulfilled within that job role and then finally just being prepared to change jobs more often and not being afraid of that and realizing that that's not failure it's you being true to yourself find something that brings out the best in you sounds good (laughs) i've definitely learned a lot from that thank you so much joanne (laughs) thanks for taking the time to chat with us you're welcome thank you for inviting me i've enjoyed it oh god yeah i feel like i could chat to you like all day so yeah thank you so much it's been lovely So that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, 
don't forget to hit the subscribe button now so that you never miss a show. If you have any career-based questions, quandaries or predicaments that you'd like us to answer, you can drop us an email at hello at girlsinwork.com. 